Thank you for tuning into the second episode of Iris the Podcast. Yeah, I'm keeping the name. And today I'm going to be talking about some NFTs, meta, and blockchain stuff. Let's get into it, shall we? podcast mode right now got the headphones on got the hat on haven't had this setup on in a minute my hair is just looking a little i don't think i cut enough off last time i got a haircut so it's looking a little rough right now even though i got a decently good lineup but that's besides the point in this episode we're going to be getting into some crypto nfts and the metaverse you know the three things that have been recurring trends for the past like year and a half i just think it's funny how we stay in the house because of the virus, and then boof, 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 new forms of currency have been invented because people are fucking home more. So, I don't know. This is a weird, weird dynamic because the thing about technology, it's always going to advance. It's always going to get better than it was the year before, the year before, the year before. Apple's a, a living proof of that. Windows is living proof of that. IBM's living proof of that, and then anything under those are just like, like they created the hardware for the softwares to excel, right? So before we get into like the NFTs, the crypto, and the meta, so let's give kind of like a round of applause to the tech companies that really, really set the foundation for this new world of technology to live in. Um think it started it didn't start with IBM but IBM was like the known computer technology when computers were becoming um the talks because there was always computers the military had access to them the government had access to them if you had a lot of money and you knew a lot of things you were probably working with a computer at some point um not so sure about the timeline on that though so let me go see when um IBM released their first computer so that I can back myself up on this I want to say it was like the 80s, but it could have been 70s. In 1981, IBM released the first ever personal computer. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say first ever, but the Apple II was already in place. But the Apple II wasn't like this device that you can do a lot of things on. It was simply like storing data on the Internet. Not the internet. Well, it could be connected to the internet if you needed it to. But, like, at this point in time, the internet really wasn't that big of a deal. It was more computers because what it was was you can, everything that was in a file cabinet, anything that, like, a recipe, anything that you had to write down can be stored in this digital box. That was the fad at the moment. That was the big thing that you can store digital, you can store information digitally. Meaning you don't have to rely on yourself to remember this certain information, making it easier to use and come back to. So now note taking can possibly be here. But if you're a college student, you're not taking this giant ass machine that needs three or four different plugins to school every single day. (laughs) Or it wasn't a thought yet. It wasn't possible at this time in 1981. 
trickle down to like what? Let's see when Apple released theirs. Apple, see, this is the thing though. I'm gonna just use my phone because if I use my laptop, I won't be able to completely see it. Um, let's see. I'm gonna say that they released the uh, the Macintosh was like '84. When was the first ever Macintosh? I'm not even gonna put released because it knows what I'm asking it. I was right, 1984 January. They brought they hit the year they hit the new year with a bang. This was right before the 85 Jordan too. So um, the Macintosh was the Apple II and the IBM, but a little bit easier because Windows also had a, a personal computer, which was called. When the fuck did they re- see? I probably should have collected my factual information before I addressed these things. So we know that the Macintosh was 84, and we know that um, IBM dropped theirs in 81. So when did Windows release in 1985 the MS-DOS, I think? The PC revolution started off started off life 35 years ago this week. Microsoft launched its first ever version of Windows on November 20th, 1985. To succeed MS-DOS, uh, MS-DOS, it was a huge milestone that paved the way for the modern versions of the Windows to use today. When did they release their computer? 1985. I mean, I guess they released a software within computers because they always had computers. They just released Windows. And Windows was an interface not similar to Apple's, but similar to Apple's, where it was a little bit more expanded and simplified. You see, before this, it was like green text. It was green font with code text and a black screen which we now see as like either a console or maybe like a terminal in today's type and that was the interface there was nothing beyond that yeah you could make like graphics and stuff sure but that was extra we were really just trying to store data at this time and make accurate calculations that we can keep forever basically meaning that we're not going to forget shit this computer is going to remember everything that it has the capacity to remember and um that's really important for humans because we tend to forget shit. Simple as that. It's solving a problem that humans are flawed with. And that's exactly what technology does. It solves issues that we have. It solves our redundancy issues. That's what we rely on technology for. Uh, it makes our lives easier. There's a few things that it can. But one thing that it does always seem to solve is redundancies. Uh, uh, if I'm not here to do it, I need to make sure that somebody can do it. Well, a computer is going to be able to do it forever as long as it's a well-oiled machine other words as long as it's taken care of properly that thing will be able to get the job done as long as you do a good job of taking care of it it's like a car at the end of the day but car is another form of technology mixed with mechanics so it's like um what did what did the ability to drive do for people oh it made getting places easier we didn't have to rely on horses there was so many different things that driving can do to the world but there are also negative things that it had and that's pollution you know, like one of the biggest issues that we had, emissions were rising, they're still rising. So if there's one thing about technology, it's that humans kind of don't give a fuck. As long as this bitch advances, fuck the planet. We just need technology to grow, grow, and grow. And um, that's what leads me into cryptocurrency and data mining in the metaverse, because now we're whirling out this new form of technology. And now it's like we're heavily reliant on technology if this works out in like 15 years when our kids have kids their kids are going to be like 
plagued with this shit. They're growing up into this new generation, and then we're going to be the ones like, no, 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 this is bad for the world. Can't you see? They're young, and they're getting used to this shit. They don't give a fuck. They just want the coolest thing that's out right now. Just like the iPhone 13, just like the iPhone 7, just like the iPhone 5S when that bitch dropped. The finger scan was like the dopest thing ever. You, We took military technology and said, put that bitch in my phone because cool. I don't have to type in my code anymore when really it's just another form of authentication to get into your own phone so that if somebody else steals it, they can't access it even though they can just go on to another form of technology and software and reset your phone and make it their own good times we miss those days don't we um but but technology got its shit together apple got their shit together they said all right all right fuck it you guys can steal the phone but the minute that this motherfucking the person the the minute the actual owner uh notifies us that it's stolen you are not getting into that bitch. They'll brick your shit. So now it's a lot harder to get into those phones. But I'm assuming there's a lot of hackers out there who kind of don't give a fuck. They are like made to fix this for you. So if you pay them 150 bucks to jailbreak this phone for you, you'll probably be able to get inside of it. Who knows? Technology is, is so is so crazy. Like you have the smart, you have two types of smart kids. You got the ones who follow the rules, and you got the ones who don't follow the rules. So. <laughs> It's a matter of who you piss off and who you don't. Um, but yeah, like I said, with the iPhone 5S, what that offered was another form of authentication and um, security and privacy was uh, tied into that. And that's why the iPhone 5S sold so fucking much because of the finger scan. People were like, oh, it's because of the scan. That's what the S stands for. Sure. You call it what you want to call it. All we know is that there's a finger scan on that bitch. And it's the same build as the iPhone 5 that was cool, but it was just a slimmer version of the iPhone 4. Why didn't it work? Oh, because that motherfucker didn't have a finger scan. See, if you look at the numbers for the 5S and the 5C, I, I mean, the only reason the 5C is going to compare to the 5S is because it had like five or six different models of itself. There were colors to that motherfucker. That was the only way that that phone was able to compete. Not going to lie. That was one of my favorite iPhones. It got stolen, but it was one of my favorite iPhones because it was like a smooth Galaxy vibe with an Apple interface. I appreciated it in the time that I had it, but I asked for a 5S that year, so my mind was elsewhere, but I couldn't follow that trend. I wasn't tripping because at the end of the day, I had an iPhone. See, I was still soaked, stoked, I mean stoked about the fact that I had an iPhone, P meaning that that next high schooler in 30 years is going to be telling themselves the same thing about the new piece of technology that Meta releases. You feel what I'm saying? It's like these are the things that are going to take place. So it's like either adapt or don't. My favorite thing about it all, though, um, well, to kind of put a period on that one, my point was that our kids' kids are going to grow into the stuff that, like, their, their technology is going to be 30 years more advanced than it is right now. So who knows what the new fads are going to be by that time. It's just there is a current there's a current pattern that is taking place and that's technology advances the media get, uh, media gets its hype and then the people who um, created these technologies get a really big payoff so it's like the scientists and the smart people are creating technology for general consumption and that's where the money is technology is everywhere 
we cannot at this point it's like we can't live without this shit i got one two three I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm literally being stared at by technology. If a fucking transformer came from uh, Cybertron right now and decided to put that shard into any of these devices, I'm dying unless they decided that I was dope and we're like, yo, my nigga, no, we could work with you. You just got to take us to the government, but I wouldn't be able to do that. So that's besides the point. We are like, so like technology is insurmountable. It's, it's like, you can't neglect it. You can't you can't walk away. You can choose to go to the beach and have a good time with none of it. Yeah, cool. But a large percent of the world can't. There's a very small there's a very small portion of this world that can actually go to the beach and not take a selfie and not take a picture and not induce themselves and show it off to the world using the internet or using their phone. There are some people that can do that. Unfortunately, it's a very small amount. So general consensus says that technology is guaranteed money it is guaranteed how guaranteed is it nfts were created now you have the people who know about it and you have the people who don't the people who know about it are like yeah i can make a couple bucks off this shit right now i got a couple but i can make a few bucks if i put the right mindset behind it and then you have the people who are like you're selling a jpeg for how much Right. There's two mindsets that are going towards it. Active you active people who are active in that field and people who aren't. So the people who are active, I will say that do your shit, make your bread while you can. But to the people who aren't active. Yeah, you're you're, you're like kind of losing out on big money right now. But a lot of these people were doing the same things when stocks were hitting the shit. But my only issue here is that it's hot right now. Right. But it's a branch. It's not even the tree. It's not even the root. The root is blockchain. The tree are algor- is the algorithm. And Bitcoin is the fucking outcome. The input is the root, which is blockchain. The output, one of the outco- outputs is Bitcoin. And you can purchase NFTs with your own money. But you can also purchase it with Bitcoin or Ether. You can purchase with different forms of money. You can use the money that's in your bank account, which is referred to as cash, but really it's just a number in your bank statement. And it's rep- it's saying, hey, you have this much money in the bank, but if you had $5 million and wanted to pull that bitch out right now, you couldn't. So it's um that's the only issue with that. Cryptocurrencies are non-fungible, meaning there's only one of these bitches. If you if you if I give you a fucking dollar and you don't give me a dollar back, you are not getting this dollar from me. There's no other way for you to get this dollar from me without giving me the value that I'm looking for. Or now that was low key like an ignorant take. I'm not gonna lie. Basically, Bitcoin is this. It's I gotta read my notes for that one. Not gonna lie, I got exposed. With NFTs, they derive from the blockchain as well, kind of, but they're more of just like a digital asset. They're not actually the currency that's being moved. It's the value. This is a valuable item right here. This is purchasable. This is buyable. You can purchase this thing right here. Why is it worth so much money? Oh, just like why a diamond is worth so much money. Hype and supply and demand and, you know, just another form of, hey, if you got this and somebody else does, it's kind of like that. But at the same time, there's those people who buy the Yeezys and buy Gucci shit who have like that mentality who will say, 
you won't buy this shit because you don't got the money to. I got the money to buy this shit, and I'm going to flip it for double the amount. Why was it so hard to get PS5s? Yeah, there was a shortage of, of fucking of hardware, but there were also people buying this shit with the money that you didn't have. You had the $800, but these niggas had like six grand to put away dedicated to PS5s so that they could flip this bitch and sell their PS5s for at least $1,200 because all they're looking to do is make a profit off of their investment. You put this amount of money in, you make a profit off of it. And you got to be strategic with this shit. You got to be able to take calculated risks, calculated guesses. That is what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and Ether and NFTs, that's another form of it. You can make money here. You can sell things here. It's, in my opinion, honestly going to end up being the preferred way of utilizing money in virtual reality. Whether that's the metaverse or whether that's the Google or wherever the metaverse, wherever the, it's going to be the metaverse. Facebook took the, they, 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 they did the right shit. They bought the people who created, who made VR usable for kids, which was Oculus, and then put their name all over the world. And they didn't even have to use, like they were Facebook, but Mark Zuckerberg dropped that keynote and the whole world said, I like that. A lot of people didn't, a lot, it's like anything that's new. Ah, that isn't good. It's just another, the internet, computer fucking anything that worked was that was is going to get doubted at first nfts are doubted because they seem like a scam i'm not going to call them a scam i'm going to call the people who sell them to you scammers i'm not going to call nfts a scam because artists and people who create really dope nfts and really valuable nfts real artists to me are the ones who benefit from nfts because it's an art form it's like digital art now it's literally like hey graphic designers this is how you can make real like actual money off your shit and you ain't got to worry about nothing else this right here is like proof that this is yours and once it gets out of your hands you sell it for this much that person can do with whatever they want with it just like a painting a physical painting that somebody painted you give you sell it to this person that person can sell it for however much at that point that but with nfts to the point, this is this is a method that is proven. It worked so much that Jack Dorsey sold his fucking tweet for this amount of money for fucking or is either Bitcoin or Ethereum. I don't really know. He sold his um, his money for cryptocurrency. His tweet for cryptocurrency. So now somebody else owns the right to that tweet. But it's kind of like okay, so that's how much it works. That that's what they're using. But really, if there's anybody who I truly think there's going to benefit off this, okay, I said artists already, but somebody else. A bunch of Gary V's who love that entrepreneurship. A bunch of people who like that trading card mentality. That um, that flipping shit. Yeah. Any flipper, they're going to make their dollar off this. They're going to make their bread off this. Those people who wait 6 a.m. to go to Ross, buy all the cheap shoes, and then sell them for double the price on the internet because people aren't looking in the right places. Taking advantage. Yeah, that's what these people do. I'm not mad at them. Go and get your motherfucking bread. But damn, that shit's like... That's really what they're doing, and that's what this has became at this point. Once it starts to die down, I think the people who benefit from this the most are artists because they're the ones creating the art at the end of the day, and it's a place for them to actually utilize their shit. Like, almost like, it, almost better than it was before, kind of, because you can sell your art in so many different places, but somebody can easily make it their own. But now, 
with Bitcoin, the well, now with the blockchain, it proves authenticity. That's the thing that a lot of us are forgetting is that you can't say NFT, you can't say cryptocurrency, you can't say Bitcoin, and you can't say Ethereum without the root, which is the blockchain. You can't do anything without the blockchain in this cryptocurrency world. The blockchain was basically invented to ensure authentication and security. Sure, we will make these transactions public, but we're only doing that to protect you so that everybody's aware of what the transaction was. This shit isn't private. It wasn't hard data to find. You know what it was because you know how to utilize your cryptocurrency account, which Coinbase is like, yo, we done. We're going to fucking use Coinbase, use Coinbase, use Coinbase for all your crypto needs. Use Coinbase, use Coinbase. Just like fuck that. that's what they're doing right now. So. Shout out to them, but like cryptocurrency is such a NFTs and cryptocurrency metaverse are such big names that they don't really need advertisements to speak for them. It's such a good, it's such a, the proof of concept is in your face. It's such a proven concept that people are just gonna test it out for fun to the point where Jack Dorsey then made however much money off of selling his own fucking his first tweet ever. Why? Because it was his first tweet ever. The Twitter, the, the creator of Twitter created the first tweet, and now this guy owns it for what? Reputation? Status? Gaining status? It is a form, a fundamental form of marketing at the end of the day. Business making, baby. It's all in the name of game of making that motherfucking paper, baby. So in this case, you're no longer making paper. You are putting numbers into the computer, and the computer stores this data. But the entire world is storing data. And now there's even more data to store, meaning more data centers are going to be opened up. And that's like these data centers are essentially like the human brain just all over the world documented. We put our thoughts here. We put our calculations here. We put our fucking manpower here and it gets stored in these data centers and servers. And um, a lot of that information is boring as fuck to access, but it's important so at the end of the day like i said before it started off with um calculations a terminal with calculations and storing data and putting text into a computer get your recipe put it in this motherfucking computer to the point where now it's we are com eventually we are going to completely change into this world of cryptocurrency our cash flow is going to turn into cryptocurrency. It's no longer going to be a cash flow. It's going to be a currency flow, a cryptocurrency flow, or it's just going to be cryptocurrency um, because it's safer at the end of the day. it's Blockchain is like supposed, it was invented to like avoid security issues, security breaching. It wasn't allowing any of that. Walmart can trust it. I can trust it too. Walmart was... um. A pretty funny story. I guess that they were uh, having trouble with their inventory. Um, they had a problem with their finances, basically. They were they couldn't detect issues that were happening. They couldn't detect every issue on why they were losing money. And blockchain was making all their information gatherable, if that makes sense. Every single process that they had, the blockchain was able, they were able to create a blockchain for it and accurately read their own data, I guess. So I'm assuming blockchain doesn't make it easier, but makes it a lot more accurate to read you numbers. I don't still don't have a full understanding of it. <clears throat> but like I said, you can't talk NFTs. 
And you can't talk cryptocurrency without the fucking blockchain. But you want to know what you can talk about without the blockchain? Imagine if I just did a fucking ad right now. I ain't bottling like that yet. But you will get annoyed if I start doing that. Um, the metaverse. The metaverse doesn't need blockchain. What it needs is some form of currency. So digital currency is... So, like, why is crypto and why is, like, VR taking off around, like, relatively the same time? Well, because these two things are going to mesh and coexist within the same realm, and that's virtual reality. So now virtual reality is going not to, is not just going to be virtual reality. Everything about this shit's going to be fucking virtual. Everything. You're going to be able to fucking, it's no longer, you're no longer going to need a bank in virtual reality. It is going to be cryptocurrency. That is how you're going to be able to make your money. That is how you are going to make transactions. And in this virtual reality world, and even in the real world, cryptocurrency is going to be the medium between the two. Cash cannot exist in the fucking metaverse unless it's digital. It can be in your bank account, but at that point in 30 years, cryptocurrency is going to be way more important than the bank. Than the bank. Wells Fargo and shit like that, Chase, all that shit that's popular right now, those outdated names that have been having the same systems and SOPs since the beginning of time, of their time at least, are going to be outdated because they can't operate properly in this new world of virtual reality. So engineers, 3D people who work in that 3D space, for whatever it may be, if you can create virtual shit, if you can create hardware that can help create virtual shit, if you can create hardware that makes software a lot easier to use, that's where the money is going to be. That's where the money has always really been. Military, government. Like, it, the military has technology we probably haven't seen yet. And it starts with them and trickles down to the general consumer. Business has it next. Well, the government and the business have it next. And then, general, and then maybe the education system will see some of it. And then it trickles down to us. We get to use it for our fucking sheer will. And then you have people fucking buying blow, like, what the fuck would somebody need a blowtorch? Not a blowtorch, a fucking literal, what are those things called? Those fucking giant uh, flamers? A torch, a flame torch. What the fuck is that called? A flame torch? Fucking flamethrower, bitch. I'm like, what the hell is that called? People can purchase flamethrowers and use them at free will, thanks to, thanks to Elon Musk a couple years back. But think about that. The military had their hands on that shit. Why the fuck would a human... Why would I need a goddamn flamethrower? Unless I'm plotting to do some real evil shit, I don't need a flamethrower. But, like I said, technology trickles down from the military. They get that shit. They get first dibs. Because they got to protect us. And then, the government and the business world are like, yo, we need some of that so we can make cheddar. And then... They're like, well, what do you need to make cheddar? Because those people that you guys don't have are known as the general, uh, what are they called? Oscar used it in the fucking The Office when he was the, he was literally a general consumer. There we are, a general consumer um, for uh, Halloween. This was his costume. And he was just basically an average human being <laughs> who had an average job in middle America. Um, not middle America, but uh, middle class America. Um point is uh <laughs> there really was no point right there um the, the it trickles down to the general consumer and then 
that's when it starts to like okay now now the whole world has their hands on it the whole world is playing with it virtual reality has literally been existing for like a, a fucking minute now like technology has been toying with it it's finally in our hands now is the only thing about it it's finally in the gamers hands so it's like when kids are raving about it well there you go there you have it they're gonna be raving about it like i was raving about the nintendo 64 when i was a kid and then the ps2 came out so many different variations of the same thing and what is that a gaming console now it's a gaming headset motherfucker what the fuck <laughs> like huh this shit's on your eyeballs and you could like move around in it oh my god and motion sickness is now a thing like brother it's the scary side out you how much am i at 29 minutes ain't too bad um mainly cryptocurrency is um it starts with coding and then you learn the blockchain. And then if you can create something on the blockchain with really good algorithms and really um, unbeatable, unhackable, um, damn near unlearnable algorithms that are controllable, you can create some dope ass shit on the blockchain and then make it blow up as big as Bitcoin and Ethereum. And now those are your competitors. Think about it like this. Yahoo, Google, and Bing were once competitors in 2011. And now Google runs the whole goddamn thing whole goddamn thing ebay amazon all had different ways of selling different shit and like getting you different shit but ebay was more for the hustlers and entrepreneurs while amazon was a b2b it's a whole different dynamic these businesses have different algorithms within algorithms they have different concepts and different strategies on how they go about things and they compete with each other to sell you the same thing at a different price point that makes sense for them. So it's like, we all want decentralized command. And that's the only way you could really achieve these successful businesses like Google, Amazon, Tesla, proof of concept, strategies, all this shit. You put all that together with a really good in, uh, investment and idea and then put the right team behind it. Bam. It's like, it's a proven concept. You got to have those things in order to create shit. And obviously you need money. So however you get that is however you get that. But production must go on, even if it hurts the planet. As long as it's, it, it's okay to hurt the planet, as long as, tech, as, long as it's for a, techno, a technological advancement. But it's not okay to hurt the planet. I'm not even going to go there, but fuck it. There's so much like technology... When you dive into technology, it kind of blinds you from what's going on in the real world. Like, you know, like the police brutality shit, war, um, social di dilemmas, COVID. It, it blinds you a little bit. But at the same time, <sighs> motherfucker, we sent human beings to the fucking moon and they blew up on the way there. We don't give a fuck when it comes to advancing technology, baby. We do that shit regardless, whether it's good or whether it's bad. What is the reason for it is what I still can't answer. Like, why are we so competitive when it comes to technology? What are we trying to achieve? And I think it comes down to control. The less control, decentralized command can be, there's no better way to do it than having computers operating autonomously. There's no better way to do it. You can't. You can't manage more than like six to seven different people. 
Ask the military. You can't do it. But you can definitely get six to seven people to manage 20 different machines. That makes sense. Meaning decentralized command is now at a rate. The production's at a rate faster rate. It's decentralized command. And there's only six people, meaning there's only six motherfuckers on the payroll. The money's going down to electricity. And then that's when it becomes the issue. We're pumping all this, all of our, we're getting our money, dumping it into electricity and technology. And that's like, it's stripping from the planet. Like you're stripping it from the planet. And like, how, how reusable is this shit? Like how much more can 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 be produced to the point where we completely strip it? Like we're not even like talking mass extinction. Like I'm not talking mass destruction. Where there's something like the fucking big thing before was the that bomb. I mean, the only reason I'm bringing up kamikaze is because like that's another form of a weapon and like war and shit. But it's the Eminem album anyway. Um, everyone's big theory was, oh, they're gonna drop the bomb and then poof, the whole world's gonna blow up. Yeah, that's what happens when you mix. Um, radioactive materials with technology. Yeah, the world can blow up for sure. That's one way of destroying the world. But the other way of destroying the world is completely stripping of it all of all of its resources, limiting that, limiting the entire world supply of those resources, like you know H two O and uh, oxygen. Did I just say anyway? Oxygen, carbon, like all the shit that we need to consume. We are going to strip somehow, but I can't prove that. That's the issue. I can't prove that we're actually stripping the world completely. My cousin had a theory that the world can completely, uh, the world is so sustainable that it can completely regenerate itself without us. Like we are like, hey, give us this shit, kill us off, and then rebuild yourself. Sure. I mean, they said something about that in the Bible, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how it worked back then, but maybe that's going to be the way we do it now. Who knows? And if we want to take a religious standpoint to it, a theory that I had from there, an ignorant theory, you can call it, I had from religion and technology was that uh, God's building us in the image of him, right? Or what if that nigga said, yeah, no, I'm going to create a bunch of these motherfuckers to create these robots or not even um, to create these computers and these machines to make the most self-sustainable planet in the world. And then it turns out that God was in competition with other gods on who has the best fucking world. And it turns out we're all part of this big-ass game. Yeah, technology and me. Yeah, I can get real comedic with this boring-ass topic. But at the end of the fucking day, the world is definitely evolving into a different thing right now. And it's really crazy, actually. It's really fucking nuts. Like, a, five years ago, our worries were Tyga dating a transgender and then COVID happens and then VR happens and then cryptocurrency happens. And then like, it's like, if there's one thing about the world, technology is always going to be there. Think about how much technology is within your house. You probably can't even like, you think you have a clue of how much there is, but there's like way more than you could imagine. <laughs> there's so many different elements of technology. It's so complex at this point. It's not even designed for us to be able to keep up with the whole thing. You need different people to deal with different shit in order for it to work the best way possible. So, yeah. And not to mention artificial intelligence has definitely been increasing over time. Meaning that if you can't understand the basic complexity of artificial intelligence in about 30 years, it's going to be very hard for you to keep up with 
the advancement of technology. You know those family members who had a hard time adjusting to touchscreen phones because they loved how basic and simple the flip phone was, but we love how basic and simple Apple is compared to Android. If I told you, uh, your grandpa that Apple and Android are like basically the same thing, just different interfaces, they say, what the fuck did he just say to me? Bro, I can make calls and I can text. That's all I need to do. That is it. Oh, well, some people may disagree. Remember when I said that those people who uh, will go to the beach and won't take pictures, there's only a small percent of them? Yes, there's only a small percent of people who don't feed into technology. And they're usually older people, but there's also those people who just don't like to conform to the social normalities that we have, which are trendy things, basically. Like, you know, the little Nas X's and the 6ix9ine Takashi's beefing with Lil Dirk. You know, feeding into the hype, they don't like to do that shit. So they're not taking those pictures. They're not the ones doing that. What they're doing is... I don't fucking know what they're doing, to be real with you. My, making money without... Well, making money some different way, but... In today's world, you can't make money without technology. So, like, why not invest into cryptocurrency if it's the new fad? Like, why not give it a go? If people are getting pretty big buyouts from it right now, why not just dip your toes in it and see what your buyouts are going to look like? You probably take smaller risks for, or you probably take bigger risks for a lot less money when you could take a way smaller risk and make more money. And then that's what's like, at this point, that's what they want us to say is, yeah, 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 invest in crypto, invest in crypto, because, like, feed into our shit. And really, it's, like, a, not a marketing scheme by choice because they didn't design it for it to be this way. They just created the product, and we started accidentally talking about it. That's when it's a scary fucking sight is when the entire world is just talking about it. And there are no ads being shoved down your throat by Ethereum or by Bitcoin. You're just fucking utilizing it. You actually have to go out there and seek the information. The information is not being thrown at your face. They're not trying to force you to use it. They're not telling you, oh, this is perfect. No, this shit might fuck up. This shit might actually fuck up. So, like, it's up to you if you want to use it or not. But there's success here if you want to give it a go. <laughs> I lost my point. I had a good one. Damn, that's like the only reason why I would suck. At, I suck at podcasting is because I like, oh, build, build, but I forgot, guys. <sighs> Damn, that's why the co-host would be important because then they'd be like, bro, yeah, on God, yeah, nigga, like. But I really don't know what the fuck I just said. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, my point is cryptocurrency is insane. It's give it a go. Stock market, it, it's showing relevancy and compare and comparability comparability to that. So like. You can see it's it, it equals the stock market, new version of the stock market, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that stuff. But you could also invest on the stock market side of the thing. All of these things just kind of have to align with each other for the bigger picture. And I think the bigger picture is going to be virtual reality, at least for the cryptocurrency aspect of things. Um, I see those things tying together really well. When you play NBA 2K uh, and you put your cash your hard-earned cash into that computer to get virtual currency, which is called VC. Yeah, it's the same exact mentality, but with Bitcoin. So, BC. Except Ethereum's a little bit different because I can't really pronounce his name properly. Let me see. I got my... Well, I'm tripping. I'm off that shit, boy. There he is. Vutonic Bluterin. This, this sounds like an explosive radioactive chemical. Not gonna lie. Um... But this fucker's explosive because he created Ethereum. 
How did he create Ethereum? Simple. He had a disagreement with the way that Bitcoin was doing things and chose to go about it his own way with his own team and built Ethereum. He believed that, yeah, decentralized systems are important. Obviously, that's important. But you want to know what else is important? Being able to have our Bitcoin speak its own language so that we can create applications that are just completely integrated with our own decentralized systems. Not theirs, not JavaScript, not AppleScript. We want our own scripts and we want to create our own software. We basically want to become our own resource within this motherfucking world. So they don't want to be just Ether. They don't want to just be the currency. They want to be the phone. They want to be the application within the phone. They want to be partnershiped. They want to be partners with Amazon, you know, applications. They want to be their own application. They basically just want to be another resource at the end of the day, meaning that this man understands that it's not just about owning a product. It's about owning a, a decentralized system that could work autonomously. And you got to be, it has to be used, it has to be as needed as water and air at the end of the day. And as long as it's a part of the phone and as long as it offers better solutions than these other ones did, it's going to sell. He already created Ether. Zuckerberg created Facebook, and now he's on to Meta. I'm more than certain this will not be this man's last stop. Just saying. Anyway, um, you can't talk NFTs and cryptocurrency without blockchain. So if you're going to invest into anything, I would say start off by looking into the blockchain first, seeing how that works, and seeing how it integrates with Bitcoin and, and with Bitcoin and, and and how NFTs integrate with Bitcoin. And then how they integrate with the blockchain, because then you'll really get a, a real understanding of where the money's actually at. And that's with data mining. And what that really means is there's mathematicians who solve really complex algorithms. So if you're not good at math, data mining is not for you. But also, um, you're probably going to be on the front end of it, making money off the front end. While these people want back end money because They've spent their whole entire life learning math and computer math, which is computer science at the end of the day. And now what six what suck about it is that our generation was in the middle of this new breach of technology versus the old one. We were learning about old history that didn't really have much to do about any of the shit that we're getting into now, like cryptocurrency. So, yeah, math was important. History was obviously important. It teaches us life and science is important. But do you want to know what I never fucking learned in my life? Or maybe if I did, I just didn't give it the time of day. Computer science. When I hear algorithms, I hear algebra one that I hated. Geometry that I hated. All this shit that I hated, it was in math. But like graphs and statistics are things that I could easily cling to. What I wasn't able to learn in the class at school was computer science. Coding. Crypto uh, cryptography. Or typography, whatever you want to fucking call it. Text. Like, computer using. I remember there was a computer class that I was taking my first semester of junior year. But I got booted out that class because I got kicked out of school that year. And then learned how to make Ethernet cables and build video games at my new school. Which was really ironic to me because that was the only year I really got to do any of that. Out of the 12 years that I had went. That was the only, well, 13 years. Um, out of the 13 years that I went, it took me... 12 of them bitches to finally get my hands on something that I actually liked 
and that was and that was technology. It was not science. It, it was not a. It was not dissecting a frog. I actually hated every aspect of that. Dissecting life used to piss me off. If I'm gonna dissect life, motherfucker, I'm gonna dissect that bitch for the advancement of technology, just like the fucking astronauts did and the scientists did. You gotta learn how to like. You guys can take those sacrifices. The sacrifices that I don't want to take are like reflecting on my own financial status. Um, I got six billion dollars in the bank. Hey, let's spend four point five of that bitch on this because this is where the money's at. Data centers are completely taking resources from the world. How do you create one that doesn't? We'll see. Thank you for staying tuned for this entire podcast. I low-key feel like I did. If it wasn't factual information, it was some pretty solid shit. I ain't even going to lie to you. Um, I think that the biggest thing that I learned from anything about crypto today is that the blockchain is the root. Ethereum and Bitcoin are trees and NFTs are branches within those trees. That makes sense. I don't want to build the motherfucking. I don't want to be a branch and I don't want to invest in the branch. I want to invest either in the tree or the root. But fuck the tree. I want to build my tree through the root. Because that root works really well. That's what I'm seeing. So right now, the blockchain has the same equivalency to the computer and the smartphone and the internet. More, I would say the internet because it's an interconnection. What that does is scares me because when people were like what else can the internet what else can the internet do amazon was created what else can the blockchain do ethereum was created but ethereum and bitcoin were just one of the few things this google was already popping before amazon was but now amazon owns data centers along with google so all this does is really spark my interest on what the possibilities are and can i take a crack at them meaning i got to talk to the right people Computer scientists, mathematicians, journalists who can really research this shit for me and then get to working with some engineers because that's who the money's going to go to right at the end of the day. What hardware do we need and what software do we need? It's, it's about hardware and software at the end of the day. Just saying, oh, and the wiring that connects it all. So it can't be wireless without wires, just saying. There's the front end that the general consumer uses and then there's the back end that the scientists and the CEOs the CEOs put the money into and the scientists do all the work and get their dividends for it in the day sometimes the tech the, the the engineers get paid more than the CEOs actually do just saying thank you for staying tuned for this episode of Iris I really hope that I was able to sit some say some shit on this one um stay tuned for the next one the third one hopefully I have a guest on that motherfucker I might, especially if it's revolving this topic. Um, stay tuned for the next one, y'all. I'm out.